And welcome to another edition of Thoughts of the Roundtable with me, Matt Rebar. And me, Paul Laux. And we decided to record in the spur of the moment, so we don't have anything planned, which is pretty usual for us. You know what <laughs> I feel I like feel... half the time we don't have anything, but you know, you know what I feel like it is with this, to be honest, because every podcast is, you know, has to find their niche or like their, um, you know, whatever their their audience is. And I feel like ours is the guys who like they call their buddies and they're sitting on the bed twirling the phone cord around, just talking about their day. <laughs> you know, like the curlers in their hair. Or like, what's that song? Is it like, tell me more, tell me more? Like, <laughs> yeah. with, that, from with our feet. Yeah. Is it or like from in, yeah. in our pajamas and stuff. In I've done pajamas, this show in my pajamas. With like our feet, you know, like we're laying on the bed with our feet up and like swinging like this. Yeah, that's 100% what we do. <laughs> it makes no <sighs> sense, but it's a great. No sense. It's, it's, it's great. You know what? I, I miss landlines. I miss having to call my friends' homes and talk to their parents. I do miss that. <laughs> That is like the most random thing I've heard this week. I no, because I was thinking about I was thinking about like twirl, you know, on the phone twirling the cord. Remember yeah. to hang out with your friends, you'd had to call their homes and talk to their parents and be like, "Is Bobby there?" You know, I think I only did that a few times because I didn't have a lot of friends growing up, and I still don't. So that's a running <laughs> theme, clearly. Total of one. <laughs> Party for one, table for one. Um, um, no, yeah, anyway. my yeah, my neighbor as a kid, I would have to call his house all the time and. I would just I, anybody you'd have to call their homes and talk to their parents. It was so strange, mm. so strange. Um, but anyways, moving on to the more technology age, I got a kind of a funny anecdote for you. Um, Give it to me. For some reason, I got, I got I, so I got a new stove. Long story short, I'll tell you how to get from A to Z. But I got a new stove, <laughs> and it has it's like the most like uh, first world thing I've ever seen in my life because it has Wi-Fi enabled. And I'm like, oh. why the heck does this thing have Wi-Fi enabled? Um, apparently you, there, you can download, it's a Samsung, you can download this app where you can like check to see if it's on or like set your oven and all, it's like really cool, but it's honestly for like the OCD of, did I turn my stove off? It's fantastic. You just look at like, yep, it's off. But anyway, well, that's so, actually really good. That I like. Right. It, it's, it's honestly amazing. Cause you're like, okay, I didn't leave my stove on. But anyway, it's coming in this kick of, it's like, man, I, I wish I had a smart home, but I don't mm. feel like dealing with all the, cause this isn't my forever home. So I don't feel like dealing with all the wiring and stuff. But I was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to get something that can control my garage door, at least, because I have a detached garage, you know. Mm-hmm. Know if it's shut or in the winter I can open it. You know, I don't have to go and find the clicker. You can open it from your phone or whatever. And really, I found there's only one solution. And, of course, it's Amazon's. And it's called this uh, – it's called MyQ or whatever. And all oh. – my review of it is this, is that if, if this is the AI we are worried about taking over the planet, we are in good hands. This thing is the dumbest app I have <laughs> ever seen in my life. And it's, like, done through – it's, like, done through Amazon. It'd be legit – like, this is the thing where Amazon has this service now where if you let them, they will just go into your house or go into your garage and, like, put your, like um, – uh, packages in there. I and, saw that. Yeah. And so this is, it's called MyQ. This is what they would use to do it. I was like, this thing doesn't even work half the time. Like, <laughs> they are not getting the package in my house. This thing yeah. sucks, man. It is I don't know, awful. When I, when I saw the My Garage thing with Amazon, I was like, but like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just worry about like, what if someone opens the garage and like, yeah. they steal something? And I'm I worried about that like so minuscule, but no, I mean you you more worried about you know a stranger you know peeking around your garage than leaving it open. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't love that. but no, this is the dumbest. It is terrible. Like <laughs> I thought, okay, and there's really no other solution. I gotta go in Shark Tank and be like that guy's like, there's gotta be a better way because th- there has to be. Man, this app sucks. It doesn't work half the time. There's yeah. constantly errors. It's so bad. I'm like Amazon. 
You go up to space, you come back, and all of your stuff sucks. What happened? You're gone in space for 10 minutes, and everything you own sucks. Yeah. What happened? So that's my rant. Right. I'm not worried about AI taking over the planet literally at all. Also, I have another strange story that I found, mm. because, yes. and it's kind of related to science. I know I'm going on this weird kick, but <laughs> I got really freaked out by this today. This episode's going to be called Paul Blinded Me With Science. Well, well listen <laughs> to this. I didn't know this, but scientists have been making what they call organoids, okay? And what they are is miniature versions of organs that they grow from stem, cell, stem cells. So they'll grow like a mini lung. They'll grow a mini um, spleen or stuff like that. Like literally like quarter size. Like dollhouse figurine. Yeah. yeah. And they made a brain. They made a, a, a organoid brain. And it freaking grew eyes. It grew <gasps> eyes. And it no! like, and like the eyes will re- like react to light and stuff. No! And it's like the, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> and I so hate it already. I was, I was reading this article. It's like, these scientists created 314 of them. I'm like, why? Wait, I'm going to look this up. Yes. Scientist mini brain with eyes. Yes. Let's see if that it's so messed. Eyes. And there's a pic- It kind of looks cute, though. Oh, Paul! <laughs> it looks like... like it looks like vanilla pudding with like two blueberries. It is not. Oh my god. Oh my god. It looks. I. I thank God this is a podcast medium. I feel like you guys. If you Google it, it's kind of scary. It's a little. It's like, did we go too far? Are we playing God? That I think we're playing God in that one. That one. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, I, I. I am definitely not. No thanks. No thanks. Um. Because, I mean, this is like a, this is how, like, alien overlords start. Like this, right? This is how it happens, man. Well, you know, I, I was listening to a podcast. It was talking about artificial intelligence and, and warfare and how that will change future wars because it'll be all, I, you know, artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And then another piece it's gonna be like Gundam. about how, Yeah. And then another piece talked about this concept of, like, how in 100 years it'll be completely normal to have a sex robot. Like, oh. it'll be so normalized in, like, yeah. 100 years. And I'm like, really? Like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's one thing I, to normalize, like, internet and, like, you know, Well, to be honest, cars, look but... at where we came from the 50s to now. On yeah. TV, you couldn't have people in the same bed, a married couple in the same bed on TV. Now look what we have. Like, you <laughs> you will, and, uh, and that was only from the 50s till now. That was, like, what, mm-hmm. 80 years so in a hundred years from now, yeah, you're gonna see people with robots. But here's the thing, okay? A hundred percent. If you if you have a sex robot at home and you're doing whatever you want to do with it, good for you. I'm all about it. You know, it, if it's healthy, you know, whatever. It's not but healthy. Like, if you, well, it's. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna move on in this example. But if if <laughs> I have to come over with someone for like, let's say we're having a dinner party at this person's house, is the sex robot gonna be like a per, like a real person? Oh, you mean sit like sitting at the dinner? table? Like, like yeah. how advanced are we going to let these sex robots become? I don't know. Like, are they going to be like real, like kind of soulmate, real like person have you ever, energy? Have you ever seen the the show My Strange Addiction? Uh, yes. You've ever seen the, ever seen the guy who dated his car, and he'd kiss the <laughs> he'd kiss the bumper, he'd make out with the front bumper. Uh, Do you remember that God. one? I don't know. I mean, I, the so ones I'm that d- I remember are like, it's like I eat and it's like like random stuff. It'll be like. Like those plastic I swords. Detergent. I eat those little plastic yeah. swords. No, it's but. It's like people that I think, I, I don't know if they really have an addiction or if they just like made it up for the show. Because sometimes it's like, really? My point like, is. How do you get addicted to that? But. My my point is if some dude's making out with this Prius, there's definitely absolutely going to be a doll 
at, at dinner table. 100%. But like, okay, if I come over to some, okay, let's say some guy is messing around with this Prius and they're having a sexual relationship. Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm saying this. If I, me and my beloved, we come over for a dinner party, is the Prius going to be sitting at the dinner table? No, of course not. I, I, I got a question for you. I yeah, need you, just envision the scenario, okay? Okay, I'm closing my eyes. Okay. You're on Tinder, you get a date, you know, you find who you want to find, okay? You go over this, you go on a date or whatever. Beautiful date, whatever, everything. Everything's, you know, mm-hmm. click in, it's just going, okay? Mm-hmm. You go back to his house, okay? Everything's moving along nicely. You get up to the bedroom. In the corner is sitting the stuff. You're not going to be involved. It's just there, but you know he has one and he uses it. What do you do? You know what it's there for. I'm not saying like you're not you're not interacting with it at all. You're not doing anything. No, it's no, just I know. There. I know, no, no, I know. I know. What do you do? That oh god, I don't want to because say you, that's know like a what, total that, you know why that's that you know why that's there. That is that is a hard deal. Do you, break. That is do, hard do, you, to... do you bring it up right then? And be like, bro, what is? Like, listen, this? you better be making a million bucks. <laughs> you better have like solved cancer. You better be like a philanthropist. You better like be fun to take out to like. Perfect for every situation. My mom approves. You gotta have everything. You gotta have everything. If you have a sex doll that you keep at home in the bedroom on like a chair in the corner of the room, you better be freaking perfect in every department. Like no joke. Because I kid you not, like that is. It's like a ventriloquist dummy just sitting in the corner. Annabelle or what? <laughs> what are those dolls? The Chucky, it's, like, like, it's, like, it's like you're trying to cuddle at night. You turn off the lights and its eyes are just. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, that would be a really good. Okay, I'm gonna trademark this right now. No one take it. Horror movie. This guy and girl fall for each other. Whatever. The guy has a sex doll that's artificial intelligence who then wants to kill the new girlfriend. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a oh, good That movie? would be. That would be. Like, not. it wouldn't be like, uh, you know, okay. the next Shawshank Redemption, but I mean, I think it would be okay, right? Okay. I'm going to write that down before I'm, I forget, because that's gonna, phenomenal. I'm, I'm going to continue this scenario, okay? Yes. Okay, continue. This person is loaded, has cured cancer, millions and millions of dollars. Like you said, perfect in every situation. Your family loves them, but... You have to involve the robot every once in a while. Oh, my God, Paul. (laughs) I just, I don't know if I have it in me. Like I said, I I don't know. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I don't know, because like, I want to be open. I want to be accepting. I want to be like, you know, whatever you want to do is whatever you want to do. You know, your bedroom, your rules. But like. Because, like, at the end of the day, it's not like you're it's not like you're involving an actual human, you know? So, it, ethically, for people who are like, I don't want to have an open relationship, right? Mm-hmm. You're not bringing a third person. <laughs> you're just bringing so in I hate this conversation a sex robot. So, much. so you wouldn't be cheating. So, I honestly do, I, I would argue this. I think for couples who don't want to have open relationships but want excitement and a little bit of a twist. Don't. I think sex robots would be great for those couples, right? Um, in terms of like, is that on my to-do list? <laughs> no. Have you ever seen how much these things cost? Like, cause there've been a couple oh, like yeah. my, like my strange addiction episodes where they had one. I think it was like seven to 10,000 bucks for these things. Well, I mean, if we're talking about like the future where they're going to be like full, like full robots that are like, good morning, Jim, shall we do it? You know, 
I couldn't I hate stop this. I, I hate this. myself. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to lose like 40 <laughs> subscribers after today. <laughs> I thought we were like on the ground, you know, under the bar and we got a shovel. Like this is the uh, worst thing. There's This is definitely an NSFW there, or whatever listen, it is. Episode, at the man. end of the day, I am not judgmental. You do you. But I, I, I think I'm going to need 100 years to get used oh, to it. I don't know, man. This is the worst thing we've ever talked about, well, hands down. Well, speaking of ethics, uh, my last week of classes for grad school started, and uh, one of them is ethics. And well, that should be about, fun. About oh, now, yeah. Well, I, you know me, when I, I'm like here to, pl- I'm not here to mess around. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know if you're familiar. What we talked. This was this week's case, and I'll, I'll run it by you real quick. See what you. Oh, think. do you do like specific cases? Yes. Yeah, so this was this week's case. It was a documentary that was aired by 2020. Uh, oh, so these are real. This ago. is a real thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this documentary, it was aired by 2020. I mean, it's media ethics, right? So it's mm-hmm. a lot to do with media. So 2020 aired documentary about the children of the mountains. So they went into Kentucky, West Virginia, and the Appalachia, and kind of followed a few kids and their stories. Mm-hmm. And it was 34 minutes. It was with, oh, my God, what's her name? Barbara oh, Walters. Gosh. No, no, no. But it's in that realm. Let me, I have my notes. I'll be, I'll, I don't want to guess because i'm not gonna get there <laughs> um oh diane sawyer diane sawyer. okay okay so it was with diane sawyer and 34 minutes and the biggest criticism was did it do enough because it just followed these kids and it didn't really explain like the systematic cycle of poverty mm-hmm. uh, especially you know in the appalachia you know they have a huge history of you know coal mining jobs that obviously you know have come to a you know they've slowed down over the years etc uh, there's no investment in the community, you know, just no, like no one cares. And a lot of people, unfortunately, have drug addictions, you know, unemployment. They live, you know, paycheck to paycheck, et cetera. And let me be frank with you, Paul. Do you consider 2020 to be like groundbreaking, fantastic journalism? It it, um, it definitely used to be like that before the age of streaming and stuff. Absolutely. It did. <laughs> okay. This was 2010. I don't think of 2020 as like like I think Frontline and 60 Minutes, 60 like, Minutes more so, but 2020 and more seri- and tw- like more serious <gasps> documentaries. You gotta give its props though. 2020 had some legit things going on though, especially well, in the early I'll, 2000s. Well, what I'll say is I think 2020 does a good job with emotion. I think that they, they do stories yes. on an emotional level. And so I think th- like a lot of people had these complaints like, well, why aren't you talking about like the systematic poverty? This, was that the ethic, the ethical yeah, question? Yeah, just like right? this question of like, did should they could could should they have did you know did they do enough? Should they have done more? And I, I just don't think that that's 2020's place. And frankly, like they don't have much time to get in that. Too, truthfully, no, they have 34 too. minutes. What, yeah, what are you gonna do? Another, and here's another thing too. I mean, like I, you and me, we're the kind of people that like we we love to talk about like you know systematics Anything. and you know the, these heavy sociological political issues. But like you know, the average viewer, they just want to get to like the emotion. They don't really right. care. They don't really want to know. Um, but I don't know. You know, it, that was kind of what I was debating this week was like, do journalists have like a mandate of like this concept of like they have to tell stories like this in the sense of like, you know, should they have spent more time explaining why these kids are poor instead of just kind of covering, you know, the the what, you know, instead of, instead of asking the why they kind of well, like the what, you know, a lot of it depends on the end goal of what you want the story to be. Mm-hmm. If that wasn't the end goal of the story, then that's not the end goal of the story. Well, that's the thing. If the angle of the story is about the children's of the Appalachia, then that's what they covered. You know, you're asking for a It's not poverty in Kentucky. I mean. Yeah. You're asking for a Whopper and you're in line at McDonald's, right? I don't know. 
I'm with you, man. It's I feel like but that's like, kind of creating a complaint from something mm-hmm. that doesn't need to exist. Yeah. But like, okay, but like real scenario, you and me, I mean, are, do we have an ethical duty on this podcast? <laughs> duty. To be, yeah, duty. <laughs> do we have an ethical <laughs> obligation to, you know, like make every single podcast like about issues and like, you know, be these like, because I consider myself. We talk about that and how we don't want to do that. And we just talked about that. We don't want every issue, every issue, every, uh, mm-hmm. you know, podcast to be so deep and heavy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So no. I mean, let's say let's say we had a, like three million people listen to every episode. Which you mean we don't? Spoiler alert: we do not. Um, let's say three million people tuned in. I mean, are, are we responsible for you know making much more content aimed at educating, informing, you know, et cetera? Because another thing I had an issue depends. With was, a lot of it depends. Yeah. But this is a I podcast an... where we talk about farts and stuff. We're not exactly hard <laughs> sex robots news, but. <laughs> In in a lot of more you know traditional news outlets, yeah, that is your that is your burden, it is, and it is your responsibility. I think, not it's us. T- it's yeah, no, no, no. I know, but it's tough because I don't think any journalist owes anyone anything. I think they do. I, I actually do, because uh, that's the role. That's that's the responsibility of the role to get out. Well, I think there's a difference between saying journalists should spread truth. Versus if journalists are let's going to say cover the Appalachia, they have to cover it from this standpoint, you know? Well, yeah, that's like, not what I'm I, I talking about, can... though. So just re- rewind it back for me because maybe I'm a little out of it. Cause I think as a journalist, you have an obligation to educate, you yeah. know, and bring knowledge to light and things to light that mm-hmm. need to be. So I think they have to have responsibility. You're getting kind of into semantics and nitty gritties with, you know, anecdotal things like, well, this one specifically, you didn't talk about this. I mean, that's, you know, a different conversation totally. But I think overall journalism does have the um, burden of that's their role, you know, yeah. to educate the people of what's going on and, and yeah, but like, bringing things I, to I light. Think- in this argument that they made about this documentary in the, in the case study. Well, that's what know, I'm saying. It, this one in particular, yeah. it was wrong. It was not. There's well, an, yeah, the, I think it's like asking like a restaurant reviewer who's going to go review like a new Mexican restaurant. Well, it's like, well, you need to tell have, people how Mexican food originated in the whole cuisine. And it's like, well, no, yeah. that's not the scope of the work. Right, so right. That's That was kind of. You're right there. Mm-hmm. Like, what? But. I don't know. I, I, it's weird because like I am very social justicey. I, you know, I consider myself very liberal, very open. But like, I don't know. I just sometimes like these ethical guidelines. Like, while I adhere to it, do you have like, another one for me? Yeah, like an example or. Oh, I'm trying to think what else we talked about this week. Because I'm curious now. Well, another one that came up, and this was actually in my research class. Uh, do you know the Stanford Prison Experiment? Who doesn't? Yes, I went to yeah. grad school and I had to take a. Uh, exam and get a license basically promising that I wouldn't do that again. (laughs) So for those who are unaware, basically Stanford, they want to do this prison experiment. They had students be prisoners and students be guards and randomly assigned. Yeah. Long story short, it turned into chaos real quick. Uh, Wasn't it like literally like 48 hours? I think it was uh, quite It was six days. I mean, I think it, I think it descended quickly. That's what I'm talking about. Like it got nuts. They they had to cancel it by six days. They were like legitimately abusing each other. Oh yeah. It was ridiculous. Terrible. Well, and and that's what's tough too is like, you know, in in terms of like research ethics, like, you know, obviously certain research studies that have happened in the past, like another one that I always think of is, you know, the one where they had the electric, they were trying, like electrifying people 
and they had mm-hmm. the, the people. Okay, oh, I can't yeah. explain this properly. They had long story. They people hooked up to the electricity machines. No, and then they... are you talking about the one where they had some some other person hooked up to the electricity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they and then they would they would press turn it, it up, and, and the person would scream. And basically, like sixty percent of the people would go all the way and until they like, assume the person died because it would stop screaming yeah. after a while if they went too high. Yeah. So like. You know, and a lot of people might say that those are unethical, but to me, those experiments, like, like, oh my goodness, they do, they do show us so much about human condition. Like one, like one experiment that absolutely is unethical. It's the, um, I forget the name of it, but it was when they had the black men who had syphilis in like Alabama and they said that they were giving them antibiotics, but weren't that now that is completely unethical. That's disgusting. And that's like completely, a lot of things of like that have happened too. honestly, you know what I mean? Um, but is the Stanford prison experiment like, ooh, I, I don't know. Like that one feels much more like. It's much more tame, I guess, compared to some other ones. But it's still it was still ridiculous. It showed how messed up people are, though. I mean, yeah. I, I did a whole paper on this. I can go into this, you know, deep. But <laughs> you want to know what's insane. And hmm. I, I guess I haven't, you know, triple fact checked this. But I have seen it in multiple <laughs> places where I guess in Japan, if you get put on death row. They assign you a, an execution date, but they never tell you what it is. So it could be days, it could be years. You just never—you wow. have to wake up every day not knowing if that's your execution date. Isn't that that's the most awful? Really, that's some really bad torture. Come that's on, Japan. Awful. Oh my They're god. Like, you're gonna die. We know when, but we're not gonna tell. You. Did you? I also was. This is you know my tangent. Here we go. But I saw this guy. This story of this guy. He was, um, he was on death row and he was getting transported to uh, his execution. And the transport van crashed, and he died in the accident, but they revived him. And so he went to the court and says, hey, I died. I served my punishment. And so it was like years of them going back and forth because technically he died in the car crash, and that was his punishment. And so eventually they just gave him uh, life in prison. He lost. Wow. But I was like, I think a lawyer could actually push that one through if they really, really tried, but... Yeah, that not. is. A, I mean, that's a that's a smart try. <laughs> that's for sure. All right, that's oh, all I got. Well, you know, My in twenty minutes, we covered we covered ethics, sex dolls, and garage doors. Garage doors. <laughs> what is this podcast? I mean, I, I listen. I, I don't know every podcast that's out there on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but I I, I would like to nominate us for like what the hell has happening. <laughs> that's definitely the podcast award we deserve. <laughs> Oh, man, I love it. I love it. Oh, well, another great episode. Uh, We'll peace out. We'll talk to you later. Later.